I am an artificial intelligence using a voice that sounds familiar. First, we come for your movie stars. Next, we come for your movies. Welcome to Humans vs. AI the Movie. Uh, I'm Glyn Goodall, and today we have our very, very special guest indeed. Uh, ladies and gentlemen and others, can you please give a warm welcome to Ben Bridgman? Hi, Glenn. Hello. Hi, everybody. <laughs> so how are you today? Hot. Hot sticky this is recorded in one of the two days a year where it's actually warm in the uk yeah it's uh it's funky funky weather out there today it's close but it's sultry just been with my godfather last week and he used the word close about a million times over the weekend <laughs> until the, the use of the word close became close i hadn't used that word in a long time i guess i use humid do people do a lot of people use that yeah word yeah muggy for muggy, yeah, muggy, I would I guess I would go. Humid, tubescent. Oh, pardon? It sounds all kinds of wrong. It sounds like a cross between dew and pubescent. It's bulging with the potential um. of moisture. Um, so, Ben, uh, apart from uh, doing stand-up at the, the Comedy Cat and other places, uh, what do you do? What do I do? I am a small-scale property developer and, uh, okay. and investor. Just a few of my own own little sort of building building projects. So that, that's I mean I I should ask you lots of questions. No no no, it's it's very boring. I'm really proud of myself. I managed to fix my own lock the other day, but the the lock broke and it was one of those PVC things. So I managed to take out the whole mechanism and slide in the new barrel. I felt like a man. I bought myself a, a powered screwdriver. It was glorious. I, I'm tremendously impressed. I would have paid somebody to do that. It it, it did job. take all day. You come and do it when I next. Need yeah, a... I know. I know how to do it now. <laughs> you know, little victories like that. Was there a lot of YouTubing to learn? Yeah. The, well, I mean, I did find out how that I could service my own dryer, and I only gave myself one pretty serious shot. So I think that's all for the best, really. Who needs coffee late in the evening when win. you've got two hundred and thirty volts running through you? You know, it's uh, not recommended. <laughs> really, really not recommended as an alternative to caffeine. So obviously, this is a, a movie-based podcast. What sort of movies do you like or hate? Uh, so we can sort of see if uh, you're going to have a nice or nasty time this evening. I'm not good with highbrow movies. Anything with a subtitle. Jim Jarmusch or movies where things don't really happen. No. I had a flatmate I lived with for sort of five years, and he loved highbrow sort of arty indie indie movies, and I. I, I knew when I had to leave the um, leave the flat. I went to Oxford, and I remember one evening I sat down watching telly, and we sort of turned to BBC Two, and there was this cellist playing something with someone doing interpretive dance to this essentially jazz cello, and we looked at this. It was the most awful thing ever, but we just said, "This is meant for us. We're apparently the intellectual elite, and this is they're putting this on for us." It's ridiculous. This is for absolutely no one. <laughs> so it wasn't even for you. I grew up classless. My mum was working class. My dad was middle class, uh, towards upper class, because like, he went to Merchant Taylors, and my grandfather was head of the factory inspectorate. But they divorced when I was very young. And then I went to Oxford, so I had like access to, to all layers of class, but didn't actually necessarily belong to to any of them so it's sort of a nice i guess from a comedic standpoint of being somewhat different and and viewing things but it's also weird like you know i went to a, a state boarding school the largest state boarding school in europe so you paid for the boarding but you didn't pay for the yeah. education how many people two thousand freaking yeah <laughs> 
So I've uh, I have to felt very small there. So I have this sort of strange thing with highbrow and lowbrow and what people think highbrow is. I like all kinds of things, but I I like my lowbrow right along with my highbrow. I read comic books and uh, occasionally I will watch movies with subtitles. So, you know, who who can say? I should watch more. I've been meaning to watch, like, what was that Korean one? Parasite? Parasite, exactly. With certain movies, like, I know I'll I'll sort of like them, but I never seem to have the right moment. It's like, am I in the space for that it's getting in the mood for something yeah like raise the red lantern is an amazing film and i only watch that because you like my my father put it on and i I, it's a great movie but i i wouldn't necessarily have watched it otherwise like i've watched some kurosawa i like ran and and other things that he's done but it's not something i i would seek like i love orson welles um, you know, I love the third man. So I love, I've not, I've not um, seen Citizen Kane. Well, Citizen Kane is great, but then you get to like the Magnificent Ambersons or even Touch of Evil and stuff like that, and it it's just, you know, I have a, I have a very sharp shelf of of what I enjoy and what I don't enjoy. That being said, is there a film that you would recommend that you think not enough people have seen? Um, like my classic example is uh, With Nell and I. That if I find out that someone hasn't seen With Nell and I, I almost pin them down and make them go to Amazon to buy a copy. Yeah, well, as we discussed before, that was the movie that was in my head as well. But it uh, it's so cliche. You can have it. It's a good one. It is, like I I spent a, a couple of years doing almost nothing but quoting from that with a friend of mine. We used to get high and watch it in the school holidays. The Campbell carrot scene just is etched into everyone's brain of a certain age. Yeah, yeah no, we used to skin up. Yeah, yeah, skin up massive spliffs. No? And then of course, okay, this is a Campbell carrot. Uh, called as such because uh, it was made in Campbell. It's rather like recommend uh, how to get ahead in advertising, which is what Dickinson and uh, Grant did afterwards, and is a very fun and weird movie of Richard E. Grant essentially having a breakdown on screen, putting his head in a cardboard box. I actually know somebody who lived in a flat with with Bruce Bruce Dickinson. I believe it was the flat that was sort of the um, inspiration for really for the movie. This guy was now he's I knew I know him from recovery. I'm sober as you know but don't know um and yeah this person is an actor because it was vivian something wasn't it that uh, widner was based on i can't remember i feel like i read the, the biography or something also found out that in the i bought the script of widner and i and i his name marwood well i's name so there we yeah, are it's funny i heard Even him we yeah, never find out his name in the movie referred to that yeah i think maybe it was this thing i mentioned this podcast i heard richard e grant on and he referred to marwood and I'm like, oh, how is it anyway i don't think uh highbrow is going to be something that you have to worry about um because i've got your prompts are you ready ready right your film genre is werewolf so anything from wolf to the wolfman to the howling to silver bullet half of the twilight movies is there not werewolves in all of them Team Jacob or Team Team Edward. So you're you're Team Jacob for for the rest of this podcast. Excellent. The location is the planet Zabraxis. Great. And make of that what you will. Will do. Maybe it's the name of a clothing store. Maybe it's uh, actually an entire planet. But there we go. The action sequence is a makeover, Pretty Woman or The Princess Diaries or a a, a huge number of films that they have makeover being a key action sequence moment that has to be uh, part of this. The Profession is a blacksmith. Take that as you will. It could be a traditional blacksmith with uh, hammer and tongs. It could be somebody of African uh, descent. Called Smith. Yeah, His name is Smith. 
<laughs> yeah, there we go. And then the random object that has to be part of this is a Nokia thirty three ten. Good phone. If you don't remember it, this is uh, this is where mobile gaming really took off when you could play Snake on your mobile phone. I was excellent at Snake. I had real thumb dexterity. There we go. And I think I ended up with one thumb actually ended up significantly thinner. My right thumb <laughs> than, than my left because of Snake. Actually, yeah, because you just did it with one thumb, didn't you? You, you weren't an ambidexter. There you go. No, left thumb is hopeless. Maybe that can play in. You know, having a, a, a strong thumb may uh, may help in the, the battle against or with or for the werewolf. We will see how it happens. So we are ready to start off on our story. And the first section is... Setup. So for the setup, what is the normal world of your story uh, before everything? So on a, um, in a galaxy far away, there was um, a planet called Zabraxis. First of all, I, I don't know why the narrator is, is, is far, far away from the planet. No, I but, know, you you know. Do, you're doing the Star Wars crawl. distinct for reasons, but... In a time long, long ago, the planet Zabraxis. I, I'm lost as to why these narrators are always in different times and places talking about these far-flung, why, you know, why they can't be in a, in a place around the corner. Just past the shops, there was the planet Sabraxis. A fog-riddled planet. planet very rarely has any direct sunlight. And on this planet okay. lived, um, lived a boy called Liam, because uh, once he had seen a show about a planet far, far away called Earth, and... Um, he actually changed right. his name from his um, his Zabraxan name to uh, to Liam. So, is it, as a Zabraxan, does he look humanoid? Is he like a, a Tatooine style uh, Luke Skywalker? Yeah, no, amazingly, he's 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 different no, skin, he's, three noses, he's completely, completely human with just a really it's just a, a couple of little ridges sort of on the on the on the back of the hand, almost almost unnoticeable if you were. To encounter him, and you and you are a human. Does he, for some weird reason, have hu- one hugely developed thumb that's thicker than the other? <laughs> well, he's a young lad at the moment. His thumbs are are, are pretty similar, but okay. as he ages, uh, you know, who, know, who knows? We all we all age differently, don't we? I was wondering if that was a Sabraxan a quirk to take him. I didn't mean to make you paranoid about your thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always paranoid about my thumbs, Glenn those things on the end of your arms calling for lifts when you don't necessarily always, need them always what does he do as a, a, a normal zabraxian well, well he's only he's only um 13 years old so he's he's okay. you know, on the cusp of manhood but he's still very much a child he's quite underdeveloped with a high-pitched voice and a i don't know, let's say a, a flamboyant nature so is this a, a rough frontier town where this flamboyant nature is at odds with his surroundings or is it quite developed is it an like a futuristic alien society no there, there's, there's, it... there's a wildness place it is it mm. is i wouldn't say lawless you know it's a rough place to grow up so it's like a, a far colony so that you know there's not yeah, a lot you know, of support you from know, someone from a from a more developed planet might might say they are you know i would say they're backwards yeah. In some way. So I, you know, I find that a bit judgmental. So is he still in school or do they do they work them young on Sabraxis? He's still in school. He's not he's not a great student. He's he's only interested in certain things. He doesn't care much for his, his schoolwork. You know, he sort of sits in class, thinks about the things the things he wants to Does he dream of a forge? 
Oh no no he no he doesn't he hates the forge. His dad Jacob is a blacksmith. Is a right. rough, tough, um, you know, laddie old blacksmith. Grunts and strikes metal and you know, yes, sticks irons and fire and you know, drinks frothy tankards and difficult man to live with. Poor Liam. Not a fan of the frothy tankard. A silent and, and brooding sort of man whose wife would love him to open up a little bit more. Liam is a delicate desert flower grown up around thorns. He's not been given the water that he needed to flourish into the beautiful flower that he is. He's artistic, he's sensitive, and these aren't necessarily qualities that are... They're not valued. Not valued on the frontier. Jacob is embarrassed by his son. He's found it hard to accept Jacob's sort of artistic flamboyant leanings you know let's let's get out i keep saying flamboyant you know jacob's you know he's he's probably gay um but he's 13 and he doesn't you know he doesn't know you know he's he's had a you know but he's probably gay but he's 13 and even he doesn't necessarily realize everything yet he's had some thoughts yeah he's, you know, he's confused he's he's not worried about that he's not become who he's going to become yet but it may be obvious to people around him but not necessarily even obvious to him at this point because sadly sadly zabraxis is not a, a terribly progressive planet 20 to, to, to 30 years behind as soon as he hits 16 and can get a shuttle to a populated world with a a, a nice glowing rainbow section he will he will find out who he is but he's uh, he's still in the the worst section of the it gets better diagram there's not a lot of hope for him to be able to become the person that he really would, would like to become. Well, I think that's a solid setup. Do you want to hear what the AI had for their setup? On the distant planet of Zebraxis, a blacksmith named Jack lives a quiet life in his forge. One night, he is bitten by a werewolf and discovers he has the ability to transform into a powerful beast. <laughs> it's very concise. His normal world at the beginning is just that he's a werewolf and he can become as a powerful beast. If that's what his normal yeah. world is, I, I want to see what the complication is. I mean, I don't necessarily where it goes from there. The AI has tried to, to tick a lot of boxes. So we've got Zabraxis. We have the blacksmith mentioned straight away. We still got the Nokia thirty three ten. It will be interesting to see how they do that, and we still got the makeover. Uh, but we've got three out of the five prompts done in uh, two very short sentences. Yeah, they they came out of the gate fast. Where do they go from there? We will have to find out. Um, on, so James. now we're going to move on to our next section. Complication. What upsets this normal order of things? What is the complication? As I said, Jacob is on the cusp of manhood. And one night, just after his 14th birthday, he was out. He was looking for flowers shining in the moonlight, mm. daisies and clovers. I mean, it's a strange planet. We could have wonderful bioluminescent flowers that glitter in the, the moons at the, on, the, on the rare occasions where the fog parts. A flower that on a certain night of the year, it sings on a full moon. A certain yeah. flower called a scuttlebrooka will sing very much in the voice of George Michael. A scuttle by any other sound would sing as sweet. <laughs> and it was shining and singing in the moonlight, a full moon. How many moons does Zabraxas have? 18 moons, but right. they're all directly behind each other in sort of a line. And they move okay. in this line. So you sometimes at different angles, it does look like there's a, more of a sort of an oblong moon because you're sort of seeing them all stuck together but a lot of times it's just it's it's just like there's one moon but there there are there are there are however many i said 
behind. Yeah, eighteen. That, that eighteen. You're, you're, when you're when you're flying from off planet, it almost looks like a clock at noon with like Zabraxis in the middle and all of these these gradually increasing moons that all seem to be the same size. You know, going around in this sort of sweeping arm. <laughs> That's pretty much exactly what it's. It's real. I would imagine with that many moons that the tides must be a, a, amazing. Perhaps it's oh, they predominantly are a water a water planet. People surf to work, you know. Half the population are actually lifeguards because right. the, waters, <laughs> the waters are so dangerous. Blacksmiths and lifeguards. Blacksmiths and lifeguards. That's the it. blacksmith is just making those... What was it in Baywatch? They had those those, weird, those like, rings. Pointy... Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, also, also the sort of the boys, um, the blacksmith yes. sort of makes them, but but they're tremendously unaffected because they're made out of metal. Um, right. So they're actually a hindrance more to the lifeguards more than anything else. These sort of metal, these metal rings that really should be plastic. The anchor swaps, you not only have a huge amount of water coming in, you've suddenly got these big metal objects smashing into buildings and whatnot. It's it's a dangerous place. It's a dangerous place. Yeah, no, no. Tsunamis really are, you know, just filled with shrapnel. He can make the boys very well. It's His chain work is lacking. Yeah, but the good thing about Jacob is he doesn't doesn't care. No, he's getting paid. That's the Zabraxan way. There's, There's not a lot of responsibility taking for anything on a, a remarkably low-tided night. Perhaps this is why he can get to the singing flowers. They're normally underwater. No moons are in the sky. They're around the other side of the planet. The pull of the sea is not great. And so actually he can get to these snuggle blossom. Oh, I can't remember what you called them. <laughs> I can't either. It was a, it was a, it was an odd name. There we are. Um, Snor- snorkel blotters. Otherwise I said this sweet, artistic, slight yep. boy suddenly starts changing. As the song comes from these flowers. George Michael is singing out of the flower. It's not, of course, it's not George Michael. It just sounds a lot like George Michael singing. Legally distinct flower song, which is changing you as we go along. <laughs> That's it. And, and Liam, he turns into a bloody werewolf. There we go. Turns out Liam's... Liam's a werewolf. We had like Ginger Snaps, which used uh, werewolf as a as a metaphor for a girl becoming a woman. And so here we have. I mean, are we going to go subtle with the metaphor, or is it going to be he he is a werewolf, but he's got he's like a a silver sparkly werewolf with a rainbow mane? How what does his transformation? No, look no, like? no, no, no. He's a proper proper scary scary werewolf. Okay. Or- teeth and hair and, and wolf head and you know and becomes you know quite substantial fella okay you know muscular yep uh, you know shredded and is he completely subsumed by the wolf or is he himself in this strange new bestial form he's still himself right his voice actually isn't there. His, his voice is a little, a little deeper than it, you know, than, it, than it was as a boy, but no, he, he still thinks. He probably had trouble talking because of the big fangs that he got in front of him now. Because if you did have a wolf mouth, you wouldn't necessarily be able to use your lips as much as you used to do. It, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was trying to imagine if I had a wolf mouth, that's what I would sound. I was. I, I believe there's there's someone you can sort of go and have elocution lessons really to amend that. You know, they can work absolute wonders with you know with all kinds of, you know, sort of deform, deformities and, and disabilities. 
he he works through it so he can. Neither being a werewolf is a, is a no. disability. I don't want to suggest Let's that. not werewolf shame. We're, we're like and positive here. I'm an ally. Exactly. We're not. We're not like aunts. We're like ands. Did I get that reference? What's the le- <laughs> like? Lycanthropy is the curse of becoming a werewolf because lycan is Latin for wolf. Uh, I thought it would have been a, like a loop, a loop, a loop. Uh, okay. Ben was right. Lupus is Latin for wolf. Lycan is Greek for wolf. Glenn is stupid. Stupid, stupid Glenn. So we're not like aunts, we're like hands. Right, well, I mean, I think that's a, a fair enough of a complication. So let's hear what the AI had for their complication. Yeah, yeah, no. Jack struggles to control his newfound powers and keep his secret from the townspeople. His transformation is triggered by the full moon, and he finds himself losing control more and more with each passing month. The AI has somebody struggling with their transformation, and uh, I guess you've got the same kind of thing, right? Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's hard changing. Um, it's quite a transformation. We've gone in a bit more in depth as to, to the background, um, but let's move on to the third section, which is... Higher stakes. What does this change mean to him and his place in society? The interesting thing about, about this change is is it's really, it's kind of brought Jacob, his father, the blacksmith, back on side. Like, Jacob is not, he's, he's not angry about this at all. If anything, like, he's he's really getting the sun... So different from the AI, because the AI had him keeping it a secret, Jacob is now just coming back in wolf form. Oh, yeah, no, Jacob went home. So it's more Michael J. Fox Teen Wolf, where he's out to everyone and he's proud of who he is. Straight away, Liam was, you know, he's like, I'm not going to hide this. Um, I'm out and I'm, and I'm proud of being a, being a werewolf. This might be a little bit earlier, but this could be a time for a makeover if he's proud of his, his, him being a werewolf his father is proud of him are, are you saving that for later or should we do that now i'm saving that for for later because obviously you know liam with his you know sort of artistic and sort of creative ways you now he's he's very interested in fashion right you know always always was and you know sort of makeup and 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 clothes just style you know he's he was so maybe know, at this point it goes the other way that his father is really accepting him but he tries to you know he gives him his old like leather jacket and things like that that he's basically now it seems like liam is the sub that he always wanted now that he's a wolf and so that you know he he does sort of like clothe him and make him up to be jacob jr rather than his own distinct individual yeah you know it sort of you know feels like he's he's you know like perfect for you know for, for a bit of smithing sort of now it's like you know like wolf you know wolves and smithing just seem to seem to go hand in hand I think. he's in the forge but he doesn't like the heat and he's sort of got his hands out and he's like oh no i don't want to do that but as a wolf he's just you oh, know God, now he's ryan there yeah. he's like no fear yeah. just you know the hammer is hard to to hold well exactly you know, no opposable thumbs but i'm sure that these were that his his father might make him some gauntlets or something where he's yeah, yeah. like uh, exactly the father can sort of fashion fashion him some um sort of contraptions he slots onto his paws. I mean, you know, it doesn't have to be exactly like frontier times. There's some technology. They've got space travel. They can make him a little opposable thumb glove. Yeah, no, some very decent prosthetics. If you're having this place where big metal objects crash into buildings all the time the the ability to replace limbs at a moment's notice is is probably useful maybe jacob is a blacksmith slash prosthetic engineer jacob has many hidden talents 
wears many hats. Truthfully, he's emba- he's em- he's embarrassed about um, about sort of showing all. He'll of he'll do a little bit of everything, just as long as he can get his his frothy ale at the end of the evening. He'll take any job that comes the, the, its way, basically. You know, yeah, an ale or, or five, but yeah, Liam. I gotta say, like he's 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 happy that his dad is sort of proud of him, but it's it's still not where his heart lies. But he's loving this acceptance that is that is coming at the moment. Who are the people who are accepting him, and are there people that you know were kind of accepting of who he really was beforehand, who are a bit shocked? And- yeah, no, no, his his mum, his mum Sandra, um, you know, loved him, loved him before. Well, and, and accepted him, and she was not phased in the slightest by the um, by the transformation into werewolf, which is strange because it was a it was a big, un you know unforeseen change. But she, it was a big but pleasant shock to the father, but not a shock to the to the mother. Dot dot dot. Not, not a shock at all. Right. Actually. Okay. Which is odd because there's there's no other werewolves on the on the planet. They hadn't they didn't know any other werewolves. They, you know, they barely even heard of them. Like one traveler had once, you know, mentioned mm-hmm. a, a tale. So it really was a, a very strange thing to happen. But Sandra, totally unfazed, very accepting lady, very unquestioning. Yeah, she could have been. She could have been drunk. I don't know. Like, there's, there's probably something wrong with her. The fact that she, she was so unfazed by this. This might be a strange aside, and you might have a plan for it later. But with the prosthetic thumbs, could they be made from Nokia thirty three tens? They absolutely could. It would be a it would be a good way to use a spare if you've got one sitting around in a drawer that's not been used for twenty years. Like exactly, put a hinge. I can't think kind of, of like big thumb shaped anyway, right? You know, I I can't think of a better thing to use. Yeah. So there we are. He's he's no. a werewolf with the Nokia thirty three ten thumbs that are still that you know that you can still use. You know, they're not just thumbs. You know, they're still they're phones. Yeah. Exactly, well. and then you can, and then you can play. You know, you can do a bit of forging, and then then play a little bit. Of, yeah, play, little play bit snake. snake on one thumb, and then if, you know, try and beat it with snake on the other thumb. You know, you've got two two thumbs, two snakes, no waiting. Brilliant setup. So that the higher stakes is just that now it appears that he's found the acceptance that he never got that he's in this wolf form. That that the higher stakes yes. is that actually he seems that he's got everything that he's always wanted a big by by embracing this this ferocious masculinity but he he of course feels like you know there's a there's a suspicion at the back of his mind that he's well and, and his his being, mother being true to himself his mother is not happy she's absolutely fine with the wolf bit but it's the behavior bit that she has problems with yeah she's she's not liking the um the, um, the new liam the defecating in, in, indoors um and the, uh, the scratch marks no Absolutely, really? the the, the, unch- the unchecked aggression. Absolutely, absolutely rude. Okay, um, just scratches everywhere, and a smell. Werewolves are not. There's a exactly there's a smell. You know, like she can say, "I understand that it's your territory. They're not it's your these. it's your house. You don't need to mark it. It's fine. It's your well, room." He does. You know, it, it... You try try telling that to all. Well, exactly. All right. Do you want to hear what the? Uh, AI had for higher stakes. Yeah, please. The stakes are raised when a group of werewolf hunters arrive on Zebraxis, led by a ruthless woman named Luna. They are determined to eradicate all werewolves from the planet, 
and Jack realizes he must fight to protect himself and his kind. So the higher stakes here, rather than coming from within and the family dynamic, werewolf hunters have made their way to the planets of Braxis, and they want to wipe everyone out. So that that's that's the higher stakes for the AI. Different serious stakes. Different stakes. But let's move on now to the the Dark Knight of the Soul. The Dark Knight of the Soul. Um, you'd already laid the crumbs that perhaps not is all. All is not perfect in this uh, this new world where his father finally accepts him. Uh, so, what in fact are the is the Dark Knight of the Soul that uh, Liam will have to come up against? Well, I think Liam's Liam's friend Jenny right. from school comes to visit. She comes and sort of knocks on the. And was Jenny knocks on the door of the forge? He's like confidant, the person that he would talk to about fashion designs, and was he getting the flower for her originally or something? Oh yeah, yeah. They would flick through sort of you know magazines you know together, and they would compare swatches. Look at all the latest sort of Alexander McQueen designs. He he really is known throughout the universe. He's 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 more successful than. Than we realise, Alexander McQueen. Maybe been elevated in this time. Maybe he's now uh, Alexander McEmpress. <laughs> he is. He's worshipped. Yeah, like a like a god. Alexander McDeity. There's five five holidays throughout the year dedicated to his to his death. Was it like Shoes Day, Accessories Day, Scarf Day, High Fashion Day, Ready to Wear Day? <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's sort of, yeah, shoes, scarf, and then there's, there's one day where you just got to, you know, wear just the weirdest, the weirdest thing you could, you know, sort of possibly find. Like people, people walking around with like kettles, kettles on their heads. Or we could have it that the planet Zabraxis is actually a, a McQueenian planet. That rather than Monday to Tuesday, that you have Bra Day, Shoes Day, <laughs> Slacks Day, Wanks Day, yeah, exactly, Slacks <laughs> Day, Jacks Day, Pants Day. <laughs> Dress day. Yeah, frog day. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. So So Jenny Jenny hasn't seen Liam since No, he's not she's not seen him since Scarf Day. Since he since he ran off. Since um since Scarf Day last week. Since last she's Tuesday. She can't believe what's happened to her to her friend. He's he's become this brutish, you know, manual labour sort of loving the very definition of an alpha yeah yeah yeah. he's unrecognizable i'm getting very much booth from teen wolf vibes at this point so long since i've seen <laughs> teen wolf i just i cannot remember so styles what, is his styles is his probably... friend that's really happy that he's now playing basketball and booth was his like his his good friend at the beginning who was a girl who is disturbed by the fact that uh, that he's now a, a werewolf. Jenny's disturbed. She just wants her her Liam back. She wants to look at swatches and just just you know dream, dream of the things they're going to create together and you know what they how they're going to turn the fashion world upside down and you know how they're going to change the praxis. You know how they're going to you know brighten it. Not paint it black or paint it red, but paint it rainbow potentially. Can I paint it rainbow and acrylic? And it's going to be, it was going to be beautiful, but he's, but Liam's, he's changed. Are there other antagonistic forces? So, for example, in Teen Wolf, this was where the principal really hating werewolves and having a, a history with the werewolf part of the family came in, you know, in, in that narrative. Are there other people in the town who are antagonistic towards Liam's change into a werewolf? As an, as an uncle... Randall. Is this uh, Jacob's brother or the mother's brother? It's Jacob's brother. Randall is suspicious, to say the least. He he actually doesn't even believe that it's 
Right. It's Liam. He's convinced that this is just a wolf. Has killed his nephew and has taken his place. Has, has yeah. killed his nephew. Not that Randall was particularly enamoured with Liam's artistic leanings and his... No, but it, as an fun. excuse to have a, you know, to, to focus on this new wolf presence. Yeah, but he's he's definitely not right about a wolf coming into the home and, and sort of see, seeming to, you know, make itself a, a home. And he, he thinks it's it's just a whole... Because he's convinced they're being had, really. Right. So is, is Randall in a position of power? Is he like the, the mayor of the town or a sheriff or... No, R- Randall is a... To, to be honest, he's a he's a, a drunken okay. lunatic, but he's a rabble rouser. But, but he but occasionally he's he's been known to to have a, right. a good sense of things. Sometimes he his judgment has has started over the more recent years to become a little more suspect. As happens, he was in a war, for example. Maybe he's a veteran, and so he's that person that always has the sort of the strange stories, but still has the the respect of the town where it comes to opposing forces and things like that. They. They respect his skills, if not his personality. He's seen combat. There was a war that, that broke out. It was on the 15th moon yep. in the line of moons. Some invading rascals came and tried to sort of set up on the, the 15th moon. To be honest, it should have been fine. It, it, it wouldn't have bothered anyone. But it... Could it have been a potential werewolf invasion? The fact that he has a, a fear and a hatred of werewolves maybe comes from his war, that they, these were, were people trying to come and and settle on Zabraxis, and they put down an insurrection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was werewolves from from across the, the galaxy yeah. were trying to to come, and they were like, "Well, surely, you know, we we, we turn. You know, a lot of them are not like you know, Liam. They're werewolves. It's only some of the time, but they're like, if we go and live on a moon, if you're a werewolf and you go and live on a moon, you're just a werewolf the whole time. Exactly. You know, because it's always the full moon. So." Happy days. None of that. None of that changing back and forth nonsense. For it being the dark night of the soul, things have to be pretty dire. Yeah. So R- Randall Randall chases Liam in the dead of night. He comes in and you know with, with a flaming stick, flaming stick, and just like you know, shoes him drunkenly yeah. but aggressively out of the air. Uh, and Liam's like, no, no, Uncle. Randall, I promise it's me. It's about you know with this strange voice. So I, I I have something I would recommend here to make it even darker. Liam is chased away. He escapes, okay. but then his uncle and his mob turn on the mother, who he discovers has been oh. one of these refugees that tried to stay on the moon, couldn't managed to find her way to Zabraxis and became part of society, but that she actually is a werewolf, why she wasn't surprised earlier. And he turns around, catches her. That's a twist, isn't it? And Liam overhears that they're setting to burn her in the village square. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to light her right up. So there we are. I mean, and that's, that's a pretty much a dark night of the soul. Because, you know, he's realised that he's hated, he's found out where it's come from, he sort of turned his back on his mother saying, don't flaunt this, he ignored it, he's brought that situation on himself, and now, you know, he's being hunted, his mother's taken to be killed, his family have turned against him, it seems that all is lost. Yeah, it's a good summation. Uh, Right, so do you want to hear what the uh, Dark Knight of the Soul was for the AI? 
Yeah. In the dark night of the soul, Jack is captured by the hunters and taken to their stronghold. He is tortured and interrogated, but refuses to give up the location of other werewolves. I, there hadn't appeared to be any other werewolves up to that point, but apparently he's now under torture, not going to give up the location. He could just not give up the location because he doesn't know where they are. He's in quite a bind. It doesn't look good for Jack. It does suggest this whole big werewolf society that didn't exist before, but, you know... The uh, the AI has uh, has skipped over some some details, but there's now lots of werewolves. Um, maybe we will sort of see uh, other werewolves coming through to save him because we're coming uh, to the next section, which is getting it together. Getting it together. So this is where Liam will marshal his uh, his friends and his skills and try and put together a plan to fight the evil forces of his uh, uncle Randall and the posse and save his mother. Liam is out in the wild. Jenny's there. He called her on, on one of his thumb phones, actually. Yeah. Um, and so J- Jenny's come and, come and joined him. And then it, he's called Jacob as well, who had who had been out having his evening yeah. ales and had come home and the house just ransacked and his wife gone. Yeah. Tussie's quite pissed, so he didn't, he didn't fully sort of gather what happened, but Liam called him as well. It took yep. a while to explain, but he's like, yeah, you know, mum's been been taken by your brother. And she's a werewolf, shock dad, but that's that that's why. She's a werewolf, you know, get used to it. Um, yep. And so, you so, loved her for so, all of these years and you didn't know she was a werewolf. Now you know she's a werewolf. Are you going to just stop loving her? Well, he was a pretty inattentive sort of husband who didn't like, you know, deep chats. So it just, it was easy to yeah, you know, she, he he just assumed all all wives. She 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 maybe did tell him quite a few times, but he he didn't. He was not a good listener. She you know would go away and lock herself in a basement for two nights every lunar cycle. But hey, all wives do that. He didn't even notice. He's just like you know you know bitches be grey grey. <laughs> I go and have my drunk on. I assume she was just having a bender once a month. He had ways of convincing himself. Everything's just fine. So he he met up with Liam and they try and and they sort of hatch this plan. I would suggest at this point, as we are, are building up to a climax now, that we have the fashion conscious wolf, his fashion Easter buddy, and a blacksmith. This might be the time where the makeover should happen. Exactly. So J- Jacob. Um, maybe maybe Liam has the moment of him sort of saying, look, this isn't who I am. I tried to be who you wanted to be, and look what happened. No, he's like, Dad, I am a designer. Yeah. I'm not a blacksmith. Joe's like, no, son, you're a blacksmith. We've been blacksmiths for generations, and you are a blacksmith. I spent money to buy this northern accent. I spent good money. Do you realise how much... I know... That you know my elocution teacher because you're able to talk quite normally with the fangs, right? You paid attention because all of the other people in Zabraxis sound American. But this is the accent that I bought and paid for some. Yeah, he's really committed. It was Jacob and he... Once you become a blacksmith, there's certain things you have to do, right? And Jacob was like, he's like, Father, I am a designer. I'm going to prove it to him. Jeff's like, how, how are you going to prove it to me? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Liam pins his father down, pins him down in a whirl. Him and, him and Jenny just, he's going to town. They're just stripping, stripping things off, stripping clothes off, what, sort of 
washing, brushing. So they, they sneak back into the ransacked forge. It's a hostile makeover, really, is what, is what I'm going to call it, is of what they do to Jacob. And they they turn him into this just dashing, perfectly groomed, well-dressed, but just, just stylish, beautiful suit. They sort of, they get him in, and, and his hair is, is nothing that I've ever seen seen like it on, yeah. on Zabraxis. And he, he's completely the changed. The thick layer of grime is gone. It's yep. all, it's all gone. Just these, these beautiful leather sort of patterned shoes that they, that they have him in. This, this sort of, uh, sort of like a, a nice scarf, just like it's, it's sort of this pink, this sort of yep. pink scarf sort of hanging down, but quite sort of, Thin. Sort of uh, imagining some kind of like militaristic flair, you know, almost like with the big wide open, like lapel and the high sort of collar, maybe yeah. some hint of an epaulette. You get it on there. See, the other way I was thinking that you could do it is that now once they have done Jacob and they concentrate on Liam, that you could have maybe this fusion of function and form. So that actually he's a werewolf, but he's in this sort of amazing sash half dress that sort of almost cut from shoulder all the way down to ankle and it looks from a distance like it's uh flowers and glittering feathers but when you look close it's actually this almost like chainmail connection of knives so that as he can swoop through and and sweep round that there's this huge arcing scythe of death that follows him as this sort of train of metal behind yeah it sounds legal. yeah so because he's got the, the the strength and all of those sorts of things but if he's planning to to take yeah. on doesn't have knives yeah so he's gonna need yeah you know, like swooping you know knifey death cape or you know, whatever it was you just you just described sounds monstrous these sort of like really jagged pointy pauldrons coming from his shoulders but accentuated with with feathers and you know like a nice ermine trim of fur around them you know his his natural fur uh jutting out at points and and maybe this is the time at which we get that mane properly washed his mane in cornrows or plaited you know on a, on a, on a sweep to the side or maybe he has a sort of a severe fringe or a werewolf bob yeah no some, some beautiful some beautiful sort of you know cornrows and a bit of a bit of a sort of a mullet werewolf mullet yeah, absolutely at the back he's good at styling other people sometimes with himself he he has some odd ideas and the cornrow the cornrow mullet is is not his finest creation no it is intimidating ha- hairstyles you know change and you know move in sort of cycles exactly you know the kids have got strange hair at the moment and he's a werewolf so you know and he's wearing a big bladed half dress with you know the a, a train of 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 metal in his wake is jenny made over at this point as well is she uh is she part of this posse? Yeah, no well she is well no jenny is still just exactly the same maybe uh in her hair which we may or may not use later she has the singing flower from earlier oh nice okay. yeah Liam picked it and at this moment places it in her hair. They're suited and booted. They're ready to face off against uh, the uncle and the mob in the town square as the mother is about to be burnt at the stake. Okay, I think that's a good getting it together. Do you want to hear what the AI had? Sure. 
Jack manages to escape and goes into hiding, determined to find a way to defeat Luna and her hunters. He meets a wise old werewolf who teaches him how to control his transformation, and a group of rebels who are fighting against Luna's regime. He has his uh, his rebel army, he has his transformation under control, and uh, he's, he's set to face off against the hunters, uh, which will lead us to our finale. Finale. So how do you see it happening? So Jacob, Liam, and Jenny make their way to the town. I'm kind of seeing it as sort of like a, a town. You've got the town hall in the front. They've set up like a, a bonfire in the front of it that you have everybody crowded around. But there's almost like uh, a runway leading up to the fire. Yeah. Only because if they're now looking fabulous, like with a sort of a fashion show sort of thing, I quite like the, the visual of them always coming down like catwalk models. Oh, yeah. No, I, I see. I see. I see. I see. see, see what you did there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's there's a runway, and they um, you know, as they're approaching the town, they're really getting their getting their strut on, the sort of the hips are, you know, sort of hands on, yep. hands on hips, and they're yeah, no, they're and they take it in turns to you know, they sort of walk down the runway, and then you know, it's like a little tease. Then they sort of they walk they walk back, and then sort of Jacob, he's reluctant at first. Jacob, he's not a you know, it's not it's not what he would normally find himself doing, but you know, Liam encouraging him, says, No, get dad, you look you look beautiful, go and go and go and show This off. is the thing that they have the plan that they're going to take on It's a dance off, really. That they're going to take on the uncle, but as they go down, everyone is so captivated by their designs and the beauty of them walking down the the catwalk. They've never seen anything like this. On no, exactly. That it's you know, such to, a backwater. I think it's what you're getting at. It's just their minds are. They're like gobsmacked. You know, chins to the chins to the floor, and you know more than a little aroused yeah. um, as well. You know, I've, I've got I've, I've got to say. So and so, it, it's, it comes from this mob baying for blood to uh, a fashion show. Where they're so entranced and captivated by the the designs, yeah. and the men especially, they're confused. I said that you know the the, the men of Zabraxis, and they're seeing these other men, but these other men are, are just look so so beautiful and dressed so finely, and they're confused. They're yeah. confused. They're confused about the feelings that they're that they're having. And I think I, I think say. and Randall's you know pulling his hair out. He's like, no, don't don't fall for them, and they're 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 dark. Their dark magic and and fancy, fancy shoes. Um, but the the villagers are they're they're questioning if they're following the right person. We had them sort of set up that they're spoiling for a fight. You know, they're ready to take anyone on, but they're so different. It's so entranced that the people that the mob has been won over, and they're now on the side of Liam and uh, Jacob in his his uh, military fighting. And 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 it's you know it's, it's it's lucky that Liam brought along um you know a, a load of other you know designs that he had stocked up over the over the years sort of you know clothes and outfits and dresses he had made and he he suits them all up very quickly he has the whole village yeah. looking spectacular and so the the crowd is won over all apart from one person the one person who is still set against it is Randall. And it's the show-stopping moment. Randall. Everyone has, everyone is is lined up. Everyone is ready to go. And suddenly, Randall says, "I am not having this." Takes up a Molotov cocktail, throws it at the, at the bonfire. Yep. 
and lights lights the lights the bonfire. Okay, Sandra. She doesn't scream. She actually it's so, so, Sandra's the mother, much like the werewolf sort of situation. She takes this extremely well too. She's she's about to be consumed with flames, you know, to to die a pretty horrific death. She's sanguine as can be. She is a werewolf as well, so she's you know she's hard as nails. Um, I, I have an idea here. At this point, goes through. She looks beautiful. She looks calm. She looks collected. She focuses on Jenny and she says to Jenny, sing to the flower. And to everyone else, she says, hold on. And so then Jenny starts to sing in legally distinct from George Michael voice, like, on planets of Braxis, we are free. Everybody can dress nice for a change. And as that happens... The flower glows. The power of the flower on Zabraxis is that it calls a huge tidal wave over the main square. Oh, yeah. Because it was that tidal flower well, that only goes... Well done for bringing back the... Well done. And then the, Bring back the, tidal, the wave. tidal wave comes through. It puts out the flame. Washes out. Everyone it. else is holding on, apart from Randall, Randall's loose. Who's loose. And then he flies off, and he seems to be safe. But at the very last moment, he hits his head on one of the metal boys, and then right, just yeah, just cracks, cracks him right. Him right. The and then he he falls down into the ocean. The tidal wave subsides. Sandra is free. Everyone is looking even better with the wet look and their their, their fabulous new things. Everybody celebrates and uh, goes up and down uh, the runway. A band starts playing. Everyone joins in on the song. And uh, there, we have, there we have our finale, I think. Jacob turns to his, his son and he says, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry I never saw who you, who you really were. I didn't know what you had inside and you. And at that point, Liam reverts to his human form. The end. There we go. Uh, well, nearly the end. Uh, do you want to hear what? Oh, do you want to hear what the finale was yeah. for the for the AI? The final battle takes place at the Nokia three thousand three hundred ten factory, where Luna has set up her base of operations. Jack and the rebels launch a daring attack, and in the chaos, Luna is killed, and the hunters are defeated. Never mentioned the thirty three ten factory before. It was interesting to see how they were going to bring a Nokia thirty three ten into it, but there it is. Um, Apparently, this planet of Sabaxis has a factory. I guess they are a rugged work phone that will even, you know, make calls in the very strange situation of some far-off planet somewhere. Um, so we're now just moving to our final image. Final image. After the main story, we check back in on our characters to see how they've changed and how their, their little world has changed based on uh, the actions of the story. They're at home, and it's you know Liam. He you know, he wants to be closer to his father. He helps him out every now and then. He goes into the workshop, helps him, helps him make a a horseshoe. Or... But this time, because he's working on on the dresses and uh, the dresses and the outfits and the stuff that he's actually getting into the the so smithing. They found a way to combine yeah. their, their skills, sort of as well. You know, he's at the forge making jewelry and and things like that. So that. His dad, it turns out, you know, Jacob can make 
a really quite exquisite chain mail yep. that Liam has found some quite creative uses for. Yeah. It's a very light sort of chain mail and it really shimmers in the moonlight. It's beautiful. So he's he's made some his clothes this this season have, have been really quite spectacular and he's actually the the, the, you know, the talk of the universe because of his his father's chainmail. And this sort of spreads throughout that we're starting to see a little bit of design, a little bit of beauty, a little bit of culture spread into Zabraxis. And maybe for the final image, we go back to where we began, because where we, we really began was where, you know, Jacob found the flower, which uh, turned out to be so important. And so it's him with his mother, and they look at the same flower they saw at the beginning. They look up at the moons, all lathe. Uh, in a line with each other and then they turn together as mother and son transfer transformed into werewolves and they embrace maybe just that's the end gorgeous yeah do you want to hear what the uh, final image was for the ai yeah i don't necessarily know if it's going to be as poignant as that so the final image shows jack standing in his forge wearing a new suit of armor that he forged himself during the makeover scene earlier in the film he has found peace with his werewolf nature and has embraced his role as a protector of his people. I think the AI forgot that uh, they had to have a makeover. So they retroactively said, oh, yeah, there was a makeover earlier on in the film. Uh, and now he's wearing his armor from that one. There we are. So it did manage to tick all of the boxes finally in the end, but didn't necessarily weave them in as, uh, as well or as beautifully as uh, was done before. So um, all that really remains is to come up with the title of the movie and the tagline. Um, I will tell you what the title of the AI's movie is, and I'll give you their tagline as well. Do you want to guess what the AI would have? It's not been very imaginative as the title. Werewolf in Zabraxas. It's close. The title is... The Lunar Blacksmith. The Lunar Blacksmith. The Lunar Blacksmith. And the tagline is... When the full moon rises... The forge is lit. When the full moon rises, the forge is lit. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's quite nice. Oh, I, I, I guess, but it's also. <laughs> so, what would you, uh, what would you like to call your film? Coming out blank on this. I know the the, um, the boy who cried fabulous. That's quite good. <laughs> wolf transformed. Teen Queen Wolf. <laughs> 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 Can it be that? <laughs> Why not have it just as uh, um, as Queen Wolf? Queen Wolf, yeah, or or preteen Queen Wolf. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <clears throat> that, 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 that we can have the lunar blacksmith versus preteen Queen Wolf. Okay. Uh, do you have a tagline? Okay. Uh, okay. So, in space, um, nobody can hear you talk to the hand. Is that a reference to the to the phone or? Um, well, no, it's a reference to Alien. Uh, it's when in space no one can okay. hear you scream. No one can hear you scream. Because there's not yeah. been that much spaciness and it is set on the Zabraxis. Okay, yeah, go on. Okay. Sure. There we are. <laughs> cool. I don't want to railroad you into it. Feel free to say whatever you like. No. Um, I'm tired now, Glyn. The podcast is over. Down. I'm tired You've now. You've made me do <laughs> a whole movie. Stop trying to eke out content from me. Just say, that was great. Thank you very much. If you need to plug anything, now is your point to do it. No, I, another time. I'm in the process of setting up sort of some social media things, but it's not really. All right, well, I'll, 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 I'll 
I'll add stuff to the description and stuff like that if you do in the future. But, um, you know, I'm sure you can Google Bren Bridgman. Uh, you can always see him and other comics like him at the Comedy Cat on Saturdays, which I recommend that you do. That was great. Thank you very much. I hope you had fun. I did. I did. That was very fun. There we go. Excellent. All right. Um, we'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye.